Saying no is one of the best ways to stay focused on the most important things, keeping your calendar in check, and to do your best work on the things you do best. But for ministry leaders, it's often hard to say no. Today, we're going to look at six kind ways that you can begin to saying no more often. Welcome to the Go Harvest Podcast. Hey, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's uh, actually going great. It feels like we're like starting another season here. Not a podcast season, but just some new restrictions on the 2020 pandemic. That's like becoming old news in some ways. <laughs> Everybody's just assuming everything's always going to be announced. But um, but it's interesting. There's always like times to start fresh. And so, um, you know, whether it's a new month or a new chapter or a new season, and we are kind of in one of those because we just finished a sprint of a whole bunch of outdoor ministry events and a couple conferences and most recently the Harvathon, which was really fun as well. So how, how have you been doing? I was doing pretty good. Um, you know, been a part of a, a lot of those things in the harvest world that you kind of just talked about. But outside of that, just, um, you know, because of the whole COVID thing, the kids are home. So we're, uh, we decorated, uh, the house for Christmas early before Thanksgiving, which is normally breaking the rules in my book. But, uh, it's all good. It's exactly what we did. I, I was about <laughs> to take a picture like two weeks before Thanksgiving and say the Christmas tree's up. I would never do that, but I would never do 2020 either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just skip it all. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, everything is going good with the, the family. So let's talk about this topic. And I'm sure that many people listening to this podcast feel like they're bad at saying no um, in a good way. And before we begin on this six ways of saying no kindly, uh, there may be someone listening who just doesn't want to say no, or maybe they feel like it's an obligation, or especially in the ministry that they uh, should be willing to serve, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, why should people say no? Yeah, that's that's a good question. That's probably in there because I always think that, like, I probably have a problem with this, maybe more than anybody. But um, in the book where this list came from, Essentialism by Greg McEwen, he basically says that we have to strive for a disciplined pursuit of less. The book is about that overall, not just on calendars, but just life in general. And I like that he says we must become natural at a slow yes and a swift no. And that's a really good thought to like take time to say yes and consider what you're saying yes to, but say no quickly. And um, sometimes even just that little buffer uh, says no to a lot of immediate requests. But one principle that stuck with me and why people should say no is because when you are saying yes, you're saying no to something else anyway. So if you say, yeah, sure, I'll volunteer to do that. Or yeah, sure, I'll help come help you do that. Then you're saying, and, and maybe you need to you know, help people sometimes. There, there's times to balance this. But when you're saying yes, you're saying no to something else. You're saying no to family time or needed rest or your most important focused work or whatever it is. So there are times when, um, and we could talk about this as we go through, but there are times whenever no benefits you and everybody involved. It's like case of ministry leaders. One of the reasons that we should just be saying no as a practice is because it opens the door for other people to step in and use their gifts. And if we say yes to everything, we're not only going to burn out. We're not only going to do it like half-heartedly, but we're going to rob people of the chance to use their gifts. And so uh, saying no can be really good just in general to like embrace that. So where are you on this scale, Clint? Do you have trouble saying no or, or not? Well, um, I used to be horrible at this. I used to say yes to everything. Um, I don't really know why. It's just 
I really like being involved um, at the churches I serve at. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, sure, yeah, I'll do that. And then all of a sudden, like, not only was it affecting, like, my home life, but it was also affecting, like, my health. You know, I was, like, mm-hmm. I was stressed all the time, overwhelmed, and really, like, anxious when things kind of fell through. But um, I don't normally do this, but uh, this past year, January 1st, I was like, you know what? 2020 is the year that I'm just going to not say yes um, and, uh, it's been really great thanks to COVID because everything has stopped. <laughs> uh, so well, I haven't true. had to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should save this podcast for a year when there's no pandemic and everything's a no anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, if you, if we look at our ministry roles, there's, uh, there's other things in there that, you know, certain things have uh, tapered off, but other things have really wrapped up. So yeah, that's true. So, um, but let's get on to this list. So, uh, let's take a look, um, at this list and Tim, what was this, what book was this from? Yeah, this is, we mentioned the Essentialism book, and it's, you know, four, three or four years old now, but Essentialism is a really interesting book, and basically, it's the idea that you're pursuing less, and less doesn't just come naturally. Naturally comes more and more and more, and you keep adding to it, add more clothes, add more food to your diet, add more stuff to your calendar, and if you're going to be disciplined in making it less, it's going to be a pursuit, and so I could, I, I learned a lot from this book. It's been a while since I read it, but... um yeah, just really interesting. Like one one little example is the, we ask the wrong question when we are talking about stuff that we are trying to get rid of, like just clutter or clothing or something. Mm-hmm. We go in the closet and we take out a shirt we haven't worn in two years and we ask this. We say, will I wear this again? Well, that's the wrong question. Essentialism would teach you to ask, would I buy this now if I didn't already have it? Mm. And usually you would never, you know buy it again because you don't ever wear <laughs> so yeah. it's just it detaches you from like personally thinking oh yeah one of these days i might need a long sleeve plaid shirt with two pockets or whatever yeah so wait a second <laughs> long sleeve shirt two pockets plaid that's what i'm wearing right now tim <laughs> yeah that's all right that's all right that's kind of interesting though like this isn't on the on topic or anything but like i used to work with a guy at a music store and he said that anything he owned if he didn't use it for a year not including holiday stuff he just sold it mm-hmm yeah, there's a there's a big push for no clutter, and um, I just read another book on clutter. Oh yeah, and it was interesting because they had like things that get cluttered that you don't think of, like you think of countertops and cars and office space and stuff like that. And they're saying, which I need to put this into a podcast somewhere, but they're saying you clutter your parenting, you clutter your waistline, and you clutter your. I just thought those are like interesting things you don't nice. think about, like you don't think about extra food being cluttered in your life. Yeah. And you don't think about like a lot of extra rules, cluttering your parenting and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, that's off topic. But the Essentialism, that's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get onto this list. And um, I, I it, like your shirt, though, Clint. It's nice. Uh, oh, thanks. It's it's basically like my wardrobe every day, just a different color. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easy. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the first one. The Awkward Pause. Yeah, The Awkward Pause. And this one only, and again, just to make sure this is clear. I know where I said it, but this is a list from that book. It's page 140, if you, in case you're interested. So we don't want to plagiarize a podcast, but I thought these were awesome and yeah. it's worth sharing. So thank you to Greg, the author. And go out and buy this book. Yeah, you can buy it. It'll be on the show notes and everywhere else. But the awkward pause is a great one. And so, and, and these are all pretty common once you actually put them you know, down on paper. But this one only works in person because uh, it maybe works on email. Just don't answer for a long time. A lot of people live their life that way. But um, if there's a little bit of awkward silence after you've been approached to answer a request, then the person making the request will kind of sense that this may not be optimal. Like it'll, it, it, you may uh, pause just enough time for them to actually back out for you. Like, oh, that, I mean, if it doesn't work, it's totally okay. And 
just that little bit of like hesitation instead of the quick yes. So that's where that comes in of the slow yes. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, I need to do that more. It's just like be silent, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, but people really, it's people really can't stand silence. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. They just keep talking. And another thing about that the idea of awkward no is the uh, awkward pause. I mean, is that uh, the awkward no? <laughs> There's a bunch of those too. But um, the other thing about awkward pause is you can ask a question. And that puts a pause on the whole thing. Mm. So there's one guy I always uh, deal with, and his question is always, when do you need this by? And sometimes the question's almost crazy because it almost makes you feel like you weren't prepared Mm because it's like, hey, can uh, you uh, get this link set up for me or can you get this uh, package moved for me or whatever the request is? And then their request, their, their statement back is, when do you need this? And most often... When you're asking it, in my mind, I'm like, can you do this right now? <laughs> yeah. So if you just put that buffer in there, then they have to really think, oh, well, anytime or, you know, next week or tomorrow yeah. or whatever. I mean, it just, it just, it just lets it be, you know, just that little pause helps. That's so, good. Yep. All right. Number two, the soft no. Yeah. And this is another one that's interesting and, um, it basically, uh, includes no comma, but, and whatever you want to put in there. And there's a lot of ways to, I mean, there's a lot of ways you could do that. Like, no, but, you know, we could do it later. Or, no, but I know somebody that would like to say yes. Or, like, what else can, well, there's a lot of ways to do a soft yeah. no. I thought you meant, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said no. <laughs> in, in my world, people will say, hey, can you come sing on this date? Gotcha. Most often, if, if, or or responding to Facebook invitations, which I don't put any stock into whatsoever. But yeah. it's it's real easy when you when you have to say no to say no because you're like, oh, well, we've got a family obligation or a dance recital or I'm booked up that night or whatever the case is. Yeah. But when it's nebulous, like the calendar is open, but you're not quite sure and you know you need to say no just for the buffer, being able to say something like, no, man, I really, I wish I could, but I just can't. But here's something you could try or here's a person you could call. Gotcha. I mean, that just like, the, so you're kind of like the no the is kind of like buried in there and it doesn't <laughs> seem as direct because you're also it's like you're on their side like gotcha. oh yeah you need people yeah i can't do it but here's a list of people <laughs> oh nice so you're still you're still helping them out though yeah you're basically <laughs> still helping them out well um this next one is is really good and uh it's let me check my calendar and get back to you and i say it's really good only because my wife and I, we've been married for six years now. And just this year, uh, we finally synced our like Google calendars together. Hmm. Um, so before I never really even thought about a calendar and that's why I always said yes. But now it's like, there's all these things in my phone now. It's like, you know, if, if you ask me, Hey Clint, you know, we need to go do that. Can you help me with this harvest event? Yeah. I actually have to check my phone now and see what's going on. Cause I, you know, <laughs> wow. have things in there. That's a, that's a great life lesson right there. Yeah. We've been married uh, 20 years, and we should sync our calendars. <laughs> <laughs> but let me check my calendar. So do you uh, live by your calendar, or sometimes do you go by memory? Oh, no, I don't remember anything. Like, I have to have – I'm so terrible. And this is why uh, my wife – she didn't force me to, but she, like, strongly urged me uh, to sync our calendars. And it was uh, basically what happened is I committed to – a harvest event. And it was like one of those that were like, we had to drive an hour to get there kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But she also had a wedding shoot that day. 
and none of our parents were available to watch the kids. Oh, man. So it was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so it was definitely like a what are we going to do kind of a thing. We've got it all figured out, and everything worked out, but uh, I was like, I don't really want this stress anymore. Yeah, you don't need that kind of stress. Yeah. I'll start asking Tina if you can go on a harvest event. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but this calendar thing, do you um, – do you tell people, oh, yeah, sorry, I can't go. We've got this. Or do you just say, I can't make it? Oh, well, okay, here's a good example. Um, there was, there's, we use Planning Center online, you know, for, for church and also for Harvest. And there was a, you know, if there's like an invite, like I, coming up, uh, my nephew is being baptized as long as COVID doesn't cancel it. Um, and there was something on there and I had to say no. And I just put nephew's baptism and, uh, you know, so I do kind of reference why I'm not able to make it. So, yeah, sometimes people say we don't have to do on this too long, but sometimes people say you should block your calendar for things you need to do like, and, and, and take heart, like treat it like it's serious. Like, you know, you're going to block your calendar off so you can study for a morning mm-hmm. and somebody asks you to do something. Well, you could look at that and say, well, it's just me studying. I can go ahead and give that up. But, mm-hmm. you know, just the discipline of being able to think, yeah, my calendar has been full. When I put this on here, I was really thinking this was the best optimal use of my time. And yeah. so I'm going to make sure this works. Well, that's an interesting thought, Tim. I have never thought to put like personal study time or devotion time like in my calendar. Because then your calendar is just full of stuff. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I should show you my ideal calendar one of these days. I got right. that from like all the guys sitting around, Kerry Newhoff and Michael Hyatt. All those guys have like, you know, videos about how to make your ideal calendar and you put the ideal calendar up of how you want your week to look yeah and you may never hit that you know all 52 weeks but just striving toward it helps so you just block it off and color code it just you know one big huge mess oh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. so morning is for this afternoon whatever so oh that's nice if people hear noise it's because we're sitting outside today yeah covid podcast covid podcast so. the car started up birds chirping <laughs> yeah. rain dropping it's beautiful out <laughs> definitely flannel weather (laughs) that's true yeah no i i think we actually talked about this before and uh i was like man i should totally do something like that so i printed off just like your sunday through saturday calendar but it had blocks of half an hour you know and it started like like you know midnight to midnight i guess you can say Mm -hmm. you know whatever so and i did it for about you know two months and i was like this is exhausting (laughs) yeah i don't i don't really use the ideal calendar to try to fill it in i just create it every year Oh, and, gotcha. And have it in my mind. I use it as one of my Google calendars. And oh, nice. Every once in a while, I'll just click to it and see if anything's even halfway lining up. But it's starting to like form into my brain what the blocks are. Nice. But, That's awesome. Yep. Well, um, let's move on to the fourth one. Um, and it's uh, use email bounce back. Yeah, and I guess this is just basically just, you know, the autoresponder, which okay. I never use anyway. So that's not good. Yeah. But I guess if you get used to the autoresponder, you could create a couple templates that the autoresponder literally could be I'm in a really big season right now. I'm setting up for Christmas for the next three weeks or I'm doing this for prep for summer or whatever the case is. And then people just get that automatic thing. Kind of like the vacation reply. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of vacation. That's, that's a totally understandable one. When people get that email, it's mm-hmm. a no in their mind. Yeah. And if they got another email similar to that, it'd be perfect. Yeah. You'd filter out a lot of stuff. That's so, really cool. And you could also still email back if you want to. It's not like you don't get that email. Would it still show as unread or would it show as replied to? Like, you know what I mean? Like when you pull up your email. No, it would be. I mean, when you come back from vacation. Yeah. You would have this big 
inbox full of stuff. That, okay, uh, okay. Whatever. I was just kind of curious if it, you like... You probably override it and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's weird because some people use us faithfully. Yeah. And we're sitting here acting like... Yeah. We have no idea, but... You know what? <laughs> if we hit, you know, you know, four out of these six points, I think we're doing good, right? <laughs> That's you know? true. <laughs> <laughs> well, well here, here's, here's the answer to that. Do you use email bounce back? Do you use email bounce back? And I'll say, no. We're supposed to say no. No. <laughs> It's one more thing on my calendar. One more thing I'm going to say no to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a perfect spot. You know, we're more than halfway through. We're four out of six um, of them knocked out. So let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor. This is Ava Andrews, and I lead worship with Harvest Ministry. We would love to invite you to listen to some of our music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, or wherever you like to listen. Over the years, Harvest has recorded worship music, kids' worship, instrumental, and more. You can find all the various albums at harvestministryteams.com slash music. Thanks. Well, welcome back to the Go Harvest podcast. We're talking about kind ways to say no. And so far, Tim, we've been talking about the awkward pause, the soft no, let me check my calendar, and the email bounce back auto reply. Um, our next one here is say no with humor. Yeah, and this is a creative one that seems like people just do naturally. Yeah. Like in the book, I think a couple examples were if I say yes, my wife will kill me. Like <laughs> blaming it on your spouse is like a great one to do. <laughs> And I don't think they mind at all. I mean, that's just like that's hilarious. everyday conversation. And uh, Or I've reached my, the end of my bandwidth today or you know anything like that that's just like kind of funny. You could just ignore the request and tell a joke. Or <laughs> just yeah. kidding. That'd be terrible. That's funny. But I think if you just say it lightheartedly mm-hmm. and get comfortable with that, that's half the battle. Yeah. Because otherwise, you kind of feel bad when people are like agonizingly telling you no. It makes you feel bad. Like, that's okay. It's not that big deal. I, mean, I just was asking to see if you want to help. But I mean, it's not like you have to, you know, just be comfortable saying it with lightheartedness. That's a pretty good one. I think you also have to have to have the personality to do that. You know what I mean? So if you're not like, if it's not natural to be humorous, yeah, then I'd probably skip that one. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, and personality is a lot of it. I mean, but still you can be, that's, that's the whole purpose of saying no kindly. But, mm-hmm. you know, I remember one time working with somebody negotiating a date, which is a common thing in, in ministry and especially worship music and, and traveling ministry. I mean, constantly organizing and negotiating what date is going to work and mm-hmm. what time is going to work. And most often people just say, oh, yeah, that, that, that probably wouldn't work. They just they just add a couple words to make it less you know, of a punch. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, can we try this one? It's or, just not no. I mean, this is, yeah, this is, this is our best date, but we could you know, see what else might work. One time I was talking to a guy and I said, what about June 10th? And his response was unacceptable. <laughs> it was like, it was just like cut and dried one. Just that like, is not a soft no. But it was so funny because it was no, it was totally serious. Like, yeah. That's, that's part of the problem. Some requests are serious. You wouldn't want to be humorous about, you know, somebody asking you to do their wedding or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've said no to a lot of those. Yeah. Just because of, you know, time and stuff like Man, that. Man, how much... Man, think about all, you know, doing Harvest Ministry for all these years. What what would be the percentage of, you know, young adults and college students have come through the system have asked you to do their wedding? Well, I don't know how many have asked because I think that through conversations in the van and different times, I've just made it kind of known that it doesn't quite compute with me. Like I just haven't. Yeah. I, don't know, I just, I mean, I'm not 
ordained. And I know there's a lot of ways to do a wedding, but for whatever reason, it most often it works out because there's a lot of weekends not available, Mm -hmm. especially in the summer. And so as a result, not only have I not really done any weddings, I have barely attended any. Yeah. So that's been interesting. Yeah. So for the harvest people who I have attended their wedding, um, I mean, it's just kind of few and far between just because of when people get married. Most people get married in the summer. Yeah. And you can't go to weddings in the summer. Yeah. Harvest is gone all summer long. Yeah, just, you don't do that. That's wild. Here it is. Number six, our last one. And we kind of alluded to this earlier with one of the other points, but um, number six is I can't do it, but this person might be interested. Yeah. That always just helps soften the blow and just makes it easier to say, here's one of my contacts. I mean, it's like you're just given opportunity for, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just it just makes you look better than just backing out. Like we mentioned, you're on their side. You're helping them along, helping keep it going. Mm-hmm. Another way of saying no is, and this is kind of like the humorous thing, but like dead serious is um, if it was something that, like this year, if it was something that I really couldn't do or whatever, I'm like, oh no, I gave that up for 2020. <laughs> and they think I'm joking, but I'm serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, that is, that is good. You know, so it definitely catches them off guard enough that they don't really know how to respond. And then they're kind of like, Oh, okay. I'll just check with other people. You know? So it definitely causes a little like hiccup, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so do you think people feel, do you think people worry that people are going to think bad of them if they say no? You know, I used to think this, um, but the more you actually do say no, like you realize that people are like, oh, okay, cool. No problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and if it is like a dire need, I, I think they would continue the request in some way. Um, you know, um, like for example, like, you know, you're doing an event or whatever and they're like, you know, Hey Tim, I really need your help with X, Y, and Z such and such was going to help me out, but they just got sick and uh, they're not going to be able to make it in. Can you help me this weekend? Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of situations are kind of hard to say no for, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're like definitely booked. Like, but I think that like for the most part, if you say no, um, you know, people, especially in ministry, you know, you have enough connections and contact points that you're going to be able to pull other people into uh, yeah. helping you out. Yeah. I was cracking up when you mentioned people saying no and asking them again, because last week we got in a pinch and Ava had said declined on planning center. She never <laughs> said no. She just declined. And then, through a big process of a whole bunch of different scenarios, I just called her back. I said, I know you declined, but are you available? She said, yeah, I don't know why I declined. <laughs> so she came. <laughs> she was just practicing no. Yeah, she was practicing no. Good, <laughs> good job, Ava. Well, an art of leadership is saying no. It's way too easy to say yes. You see, when you say yes to one thing, you are, in effect, saying no to something else. You must become quick to saying no and slow to saying yes. Thank you for listening to the Go Harvest podcast, and we would love to invite you to subscribe to this podcast. Give it a five-star rating and a review. It helps us reach other worship and ministry leaders like you. We'd also love for you to check out the blog post that this came from at timpriceblog.com. We'll be back here next Tuesday, and we also hope to see you this Friday for the Faithful Friday Devotion podcast. Thanks again.